This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the Wharton School, and this is Launchpad, where I talk to successful entrepreneurs about the secrets to launching and growing their startups. I'm super lucky to be joined in the studio now by Monica Martinez, who's the founder and owner of Don Bugito. Monica, thanks so much for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks. All right. So you've got a terrific name, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But first, let me point our listeners to your website. So it's Don Bugito, B-U-G-I-T-O. So D-O-N-B-U-G-I-T-O, DonBugito.com. All right. Give us the elevator pitch for Don Bugito. Um, Bugito is a San Francisco food company. Um, we have been in business for seven years. We were one of the first businesses. They opened the dialogue of edible insects. We um, obviously sell edible insects um, in package uh, products like snacks. Wait, did you say edible insects? I did say edible insects. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> and you're in the studio with suspicious-looking packages in front of me. Yeah, yeah. they're really... Good-looking packaging. Yeah, they are beautiful. They're very beautiful. (laughs) So we do, um, as I mentioned, we've been in business for seven years. So out of those seven years, we've been about, mostly it's been about like the first four years about educating people about the benefits uh, of edible insects. Why edible insects? So seven years ago, people were, didn't have any idea about that you can well i would say (laughs) at this time as we speak i don't have any idea so give me the (laughs) educate me monica well i will educate you um so 80 percent of the world eats edible insects um united states and europe some countries in europe are you know the only countries in the entire planet that don't consume edible insects yeah and the reasons why edible insects are in some way a new trend in the united states are because they're really high in protein Mm. uh, omega-3 fiber and besides being incredible nutritional they are outstanding um sustainable like Mm. they're very water efficient um literally saying the insects don't really need gallons and gallons of water to generate protein so insects have higher percentage of protein than uh red meat um almost like cattle so so a uh a cricket uh by well i suppose it's, it's also a question of whether you measure it live or dehydrated right but but give me some notion of how much protein is in we usually measure it by like 100 grams of, pro, of like you know red meat uh against 100 grams of dry insect okay so 100 protein, grams so. of ready to cook meat compared to 100 grams of dried insect Insects. okay so and about how much protein is in so in the meat? red meat you get like 23 to yeah. you know mostly 28 percent yeah. and an insect is like you know 27 to 35 percent so yeah. it's highly Definitely yeah. higher in yeah. protein and thinking about also insects don't have cholesterol or saturated yeah. fats. Mm. So insects relate a lot to like nuts. Yeah. Uh, so they, they had a good fat like the omega-3. Yeah. Um, and thinking about the sustainability and ecological you know, aspect of insects, you can raise thousands of them in very small amount of space. Like very, You can do urban farming. Mm-hmm. That's what we start, started doing last year. Um, in, and they don't need water. They get water from vegetables. Yeah. So it's not that, you know, for every, I forgot, for every pound of meat, you need like five gallons of water or something yeah. like that. No, way more than that. Yeah, it's it's I like think it's hundreds, I think. Yeah, yeah. 50 or something yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
for insects, you literally don't need, it's very minimal, yeah. the amount of yeah. water. Um, they don't generate like waste, like it's almost like zero waste uh, farming with insects, like all the, the, the poop, mm -hmm. you call it frass. Mm -hmm. It goes for fertilizer. Uh -huh. So it's great, like, you know, nutritional. Um, so there's not really like, you know, we're not polluting water yeah. of like, you know, killing forests to yeah. to raise this type of protein so it costs like an alternative protein yeah. a very smart alternative protein and let me so so that's really awesome and interesting and i'm i'm quite interested in the footprint associated with food production and so forth so this is really right up my alley i guess what i wonder is are there actually places in the world maybe developed economies where a significant fraction of the protein supply is coming from insects or even in the not not so much it's that they are being eaten <laughs> But I, I, it's it's. I think it's mostly because Don Bugito. I, I mean, this is actually I'm gonna talk a little bit about like when the concept of Don Bugito sure. came. It was yeah. about like reviving some ancestral food practices. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't mean like you know eighty percent of the entire population eats right. insects, but um, most of the countries like Mexico. I'm from Mexico. I grew yeah. up in Mexico City. Yeah. Um, and Mexico is one of the leaders on edible insects. We have 500 different varieties of edible insects, but doesn't mean that everybody eats. Right. So tell insects. me about what had been your exposure to edible insect insects growing up in Mexico, or or maybe even what what's the most common uh, pattern of consumption of edible insects in Mexico? Well, as I say, we have 500 different varieties. Insects only difference than from my company. What's happening in Mexico is that most of the insects come from like it by season, yeah, and that means like they're not farming the edible insects. Like I see. They're not being farmed, and they're, they're just being gathered in the fields. And uh, sometimes that has a little high risk because sometimes these fields, these crops have like pesticides. I see. So there's not much control on that. Um, and is it typically a and either a a native population that's eating them. So yeah, yeah. yes, and it's moving now. It's m becoming more trend, especially the grasshoppers, chapulines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can see a big trend now, like in a lot of restaurants in the United States. You can find these mm -hmm. uh, these insects. Um, the only, I mean, that's the only difference is just by season and not farming. Uh, that while we trying to do here in the United States, so Don Bugito is trying to do is trying to like you know. Um, kind of create this new path of farming uh, edible insects. Yeah. Um, I, I was just trying to answer your question. Yeah, I about yeah. so, so I... In Mexico is either, yeah, so yeah. in the city you either pay really a lot of money for edible insects yeah. and you have to go to a really expensive restaurant yeah. um, and then all you find them in the countryside. So either you are dirt poor and you're gathering themselves or you're super rich and, and you're you, getting them in a fancy yeah, restaurant. So <laughs> that's, with Don Bugito, I'm trying to go to the middle. Yeah. And that's where we're trying to prove that you can farm these guys in a very urban setting. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we can get this in Walmart pretty yeah. soon. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's time, Monica. You, yeah, uh, I'm ready. So you you brought yeah. a variety, and and but just before we went on, Monica said, "Well, I got level one, two, three, four, <laughs> and five in terms of the the ick factor. Is that what the, uh, it's it's <laughs> mostly like? Yeah, I mean the psychological. You know, it's still America. It's not that easy. We're not expecting that people are gonna start eating insects just like that. So yeah. it's definitely a lot of education is involved on this. Uh, we have our level one product is the chocolate cover cricket. Okay, that's the gateway insect. Let's, let's right, start let's with that. Let's start with that. And yeah. that's great because, you know, you do need a little bit of like, okay, I don't need to see the insect, but the insect is there. It's not like, um, should I put oh, it so here? Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm okay. 
Oh, so. Look, I'm eating insects a little bit. <laughs> I, so okay, these so these guys taste like Rice Krispies. Okay, they are but, just toasted. Okay, but I'm looking now. Yeah, they look like li they look like little chocolate clusters of some kind. But the little protrusions. Are those insect legs, or is that just chocolate <laughs> drips of chocolate? chocolate drips. That's just chocolate. We, we I'm going to pretend. I'm going to pretend it's a it's a cricket leg. And is this an integral cricket I'm eating, or is it, or is it just pieces of cricket? No, it's a whole cricket. And each one of these is a, it's whole, a cricket? whole cricket. Yeah. This is the gateway one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is level one. Okay. Here we go. All right. It's crunchy. We only toast them. Crunchy, we don't fry right. them. We don't use any oil. You just toast. Wow. Yeah. I was expecting you were going to make it into like cricket meal or something and then make <laughs> a cookie. No, you're, I'm actually no, eating all cricket. No, we are. So Don Bullito is about using the whole insect. Mm. And that way is a statement for us to say we, we don't, we don't, we want to close that gap that exists between food, where your food comes from, where your food is, and, you know, the people eating yeah. it. Like, a lot of people don't like to see the bones and the skin and the chicken. And uh, I think it's yeah. a big problem in that. Yeah. So we're using the whole insects. All right. Well, Charlene knows this. That's my <laughs> engineer. She knows I'm actually chowing down on these. These are really good. <laughs> but honestly, this is just a piece of chocolate. Yeah. All right. Exactly. So that's why you're calling it the gateway. Yeah. Even so though it, it, it <laughs> I, I believe you. There's a whole crick in each one. Open okay. So now, are we going all the way to level five? Or are you going to? Uh, yes, we uh, are going. To level so the level two will be the chili like crickets, but Wait, this, this is, is level two. This is level three. Three level three. Actually, this is level four. Oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Let me open level three in one second. One Wait, second. that's level. Wait, let's start with level three. Okay, um, level no. level two. I'm having hard time. Is <laughs> is a worm like that? Is a worm. Okay, wait. Let's talk about this. There's right. not really a worm. What is it? We're not eating worms. We didn't. The larva. Oh, of it's a, of a larva. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, that way better. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a beetle. It's a oh dark clean God. beetle. <laughs> and what's, what are, is that corn? Uh, is that corn? So we use also, like, so don't I'll eat the corn. <laughs> try to start with the corn. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with the corn. So don't right. is also trying to rescue all these Native American ingredients ah, okay. um, in like food practice. So all right, I'm ready. This is a larva. Yeah, of a beetle. Of a beetle. Yeah. All right, here I we go. I cannot open this. All right, I'll help you open it in a minute if I survive this. Here we go. Okay, larva of beetle. It's really crunchy. You mm, hear crunchy. it? And it tastes like corn in mm. some way. So they eat it, whatever they... In some they way, yeah. It's so got a little, um, it's got a little almost citrusy flavor. Is that... It's a lime. So we do ah. like fresh lime and a little bit of spices. <coughs> so okay, so I would characterize that if I don't look at it. As uh, just a crunchy snack, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, yeah. it's pretty, it's all in your mind. Once you do it once, you will feel like, oh. <laughs> all right. That was level three. <laughs> I have clients who actually purchased like, you know, cases of this a month. Um, so one thing is, yeah, I mean, that psychological barrier of like you eating a worm. Um, Oh yeah, parasites. We need to. We're struggling here with the um, with the <laughs> opening here. I'm gonna use a pencil to puncture this package. Monica, I would say as a product designer, yeah, you got to work on that on that opening. Oh no, usually fine, works fine. I don't know why they don't okay, want to come out. Here we go. Okay, this is this is called coconut <laughs> brittle bugitos. What's what's this is what level relative to eating a, a that larva? That was third. third this level. is this is easier. Yeah, that All was right. easier because they're smaller. They coat it with sugar. Oh, but I can see the larvae in there. Wow, those yeah, are cool. Yeah, but this is smaller than the other one. Yeah, but this looks like, this is like 
peanut brittle, but yeah. it's larvae brittle. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a new adventure. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> mm. So mealworms are very like close to nuts. They yeah. taste like they go well, really well with yeah. sweets. So, all right. So, Monica, those are good. Now, what's level five? No, you try this. I is tried the, level this five. is level five. I mean, we have this product. This is like the most boring product that we have. This is like a granola bite oh with yeah. cricket flour. Oh, that's just made. So this this should be level. This is level two. I would yeah, say. Okay. level two. Um, yeah, this looks. Yeah, it's a granola bite, so it's just made with flour. Yeah, but we don't. This is not our number one product. Our number one product is actually the chili lime crickets. The chili lime crickets. Yeah, we, don't, we don't have here. Oh, okay, got. It. But this is a byproduct. So the little crickets that we yeah. cannot use for the chili lime. Yeah. We grind them. Yeah. So the, I guess I I'm impressed. It's it's yummy stuff actually, and and pretty interesting. The um, these are nice. They're really nice looking packages. So they're they're basically pouches, Ziploc pouches. Um, they're aluminum with mm -hmm. bright bright you know mylar aluminum uh, laminate. It looks like and. Mm -hmm. uh, and very nice graphics and everything. So this would appear. It's easy to imagine it in in retail. This would be with chips and other th other other snacks. Mm -hmm. um, when and if you're in Walmart, that's, that's sort of <laughs> the way you might imagine it. Um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about about pricing. So it's a it's a very lightweight uh, product. Is mostly dehydrated. So these are one and a half ounce or one ounce or yeah uh, packages. What roughly what do I pay? At retail for these? So the retail you pay from five ninety nine to yeah. actually eleven dollars. Yeah. So so, so they're expensive relative to, to the weight. So you'd think of it more like uh, beef jerky or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean you have to think it's not just like you fry, you know, yeah. garbage snack. It's a very wholesome um, type of snack. Yeah. Uh, we don't use more than three ingredients on it. No. We don't have any like weird names that you cannot pronounce, yeah. like a um, yeah. Preservatives. Uh, yeah, but and and it, I'll read these ingredients. It's great. So the first ingredient is toasted superworms. <laughs> is that is that an FDA term or did you make that up? That's a farm term. So we make buguitos. Actually, we call the mealworms superworms. We call them buguitos. Ah. So we're trying to raise that word of mealworms. Meal mealworms because, because they're not even worms. They're, they're not like, even worms. And larva yeah. sounds worse. So. We call it buguitos. Ah, uh, buguito, yeah. And yeah. I mean, the crickets, we call them crickets. Totally you call them crickets, yeah. Yeah, I think I have a theory that people are more friendly to crickets because crickets have been more like a friendly character in any culture. Like in Chinese culture, they're like, you know, a good luck. Yeah, know, like cricket. Yeah, and Pinocchio or something. Yeah, yeah. Jiminy the cricket, Jiminy the cricket. and yeah, that. Yeah. So I attribute that the people feel more comfortable with yeah. crickets because yeah. that. Um, yeah. So we're trying to create this, like, you know, a very positive thing. I mean, it took me a year to develop these recipes. And I I know that when people try this for the yeah. first time, it has to be a very, very positive experience. Yeah. You don't want them to have a negative yeah. experience. So there's an idea, uh, an idea in, in marketing. There's a marketing model. This is a nerdy business school aside, but there's a marketing <laughs> model called... Uh, awareness trial and repeat and it basically uh -huh. says you can think about what fraction of the marketplace is aware of the product uh -huh. and if they're aware what of the fra of the fraction that's aware what fraction will try we'll it try it and then of the fraction that try it what fraction will repeat 
So we know that it, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So we so we yeah. know that the awareness is very small right now, but growing perhaps. Um, it's growing tremendously yeah. since like seven years ago. Yeah. Like seven but, years, yeah. But let's say, I, I'm really curious about the fall off between trial and repeat. So I, I'm wondering, I mean, I, I would absolutely and will absolutely buy these because they're fun. Right. It's a it's it's easy yeah. to imagine having them at a party and having fun with it. The question is of the fraction who try, yeah. how how many repeat or do you not know yet? Yeah. We we have a lot of repeaters actually. Yeah. Uh we have uh we have true fo followers that you know, yeah. we have direct communication and now we supply them directly. And what do they what is the what how would you characterize their primary motivation? Healthy snack. Healthy snack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, I have that three clients at least that they purchase this monthly for snacks for the entire family. Yeah. Um, I have no, when, you know, we, um, we at the ferry building farmer's market mm -hmm. three months out of the year. And that's a great testing ground because yeah. there we get, I mean, every time, every year we go, we get our, you know, we get back our clients. They go there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have like mostly our, you know, the people that, look for our products are definitely people who are looking for healthy living styles yeah. like a lot of athletes yeah uh we had these guys they're a biker team you know and they they love to take this in the back mm -hmm. poker because when they bike in it's yeah. so light yeah um and it's a you know by the protein uh we do really well also in the airport we sell in at the virgin america mm -hmm. um, terminal 2 napa farms market mm -hmm. we do very well there because I mean, in airports, how much, how many times you look for a really healthy snack? Yeah, you know, and it's you cannot find it. Yeah, I mean that terminal is, you know, incredible, amazing. Um, yeah, but very unique compared to other terminals. Yeah, but I think it's mostly people who are looking for healthy or wants to change. You know, there's no healthy snacks when you go to the aisles of like, you know, hopefully Walmart is listening. Yeah. To <laughs> All right. Well, Walmart, uh, you, you'll get there. But let's let's go back then to the to the beginning. So you talked a little bit about your motivation, which was mm -hmm. to both bring back a you call it pre-Hispanic uh, snack. So a, mm -hmm. a sort of a indigenous food. Yeah. Uh, from so not a lot of people understand that term of yeah. pre-Hispanic. Pre-Hispanic is like pre-Columbian. So right. before the, you know, any, I guess, the Europeans came into the American continent. I'm talking about the entire American continent. Yeah, sure. So we were eating like, you know, edible insects, uh, dog, fish, venison. Um, so there were other proteins besides chicken, pork and beef. Right. Um, so it's kind of a way to not completely, you know, eradicate cattle farms and that, right. but a way to understand there's other type of diets they are called they call like ancestral diets or more like smart diets mm -hmm. and they're more in harmony with with the planet yeah so that's what don Bullito is trying to do in some way we're trying to rescue also you know they're using like this type of corn this is like cancha corn which yeah. is the original version of corn nuts corn nuts are the genetically modified yeah uh, version of this um, we use tomato, you know, as a way that not a lot of people know that tomatoes are yeah, native for the American Central continent. American, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they think that they're Italian. Um, we use also uh, what is it? Um, what chocolate? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I, 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 I get you. It strikes me you're not. You you didn't set out initially to transform a huge fraction of the food supply to insects. You basically said. I want to build awareness mm. and start a trend 
towards this this food, this protein source, right? Well, or it, was it, it more mission-driven? No, it was yeah. more mission-driven yeah. at the beginning. Obviously, my background is in industrial design and art. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't start with the idea of I'm going to have a business ever. Yeah. yeah. So it was um, a farming, an urban farming project, a design urban farming project, and then 10 was years ago. Was it in school? You started in school? No. Okay. So of, it was it. right after yeah. I graduated from yeah. graduate school. Yeah. So that was kind of like the the next of my thesis. And then that's what the project came out to be an urban farming project. And I present this project in New York City. And next to this space, this uh, gallery space, I was presenting my project. There was a kitchen place called the Brooklyn Kitchen. And then we thought, the gallerist, and I thought, let's host a dinner. So it took me a year to figure out how to design these little pots. Um, it was these little pots I thought people can have them in their kitchen. You like mean at to this grow. Time to grow, like yeah. these little farms, yeah. like a desktop yeah. type of farms that I thought people can have in the kitchen and grow their own protein. You know, I, I teach product design. Uh, I was way too... <laughs> I teach product design. This is this sounds like such a product design yeah. project. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm an industrial designer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I designed these little things, yeah. desktop type of farms, and I was way ahead of the time right. because I realized, wait, I mean, Americans are not... They don't even know about edible insects. Right. So we host a dinner for 40 people and then with the insects that grow, it took me a year to figure out, you know, I killed many of them because yeah. I was suffocating them, right. they had the proper air. I mean, I was working with a living organism. Right. So anyway, the dinner was such a success. Um, people were engaged, people were talking about it, people like, you know, so that was a clicking thing about like, okay, let's introduce the culture of eating insects. Yeah. And that's when Don Bugito concept came. Okay, you cannot just create a product with edible insects. So luckily, I'm from Mexico, so I grabbed from my culture and said, okay, let's revive, you know, the practice of eating insects. And, and where did you? How did you arrive at the snack food concept well, as the way to get started? That's a great yeah. question. No, yeah. no, no. I didn't start as a snack. Oh my God, no. So the business is seven years old. I mean, the concept is ten years old. Business seven years yeah. old. So I actually started cooking with edible insects. So after that dinner, uh, the dinner was uh, the New York Times asked me for exclusive, give the exclusive to the New York Times, came out, came out in the front page of the dining section. Wow. So a lot of chefs probably were pissed off. Yeah. Somebody, num you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So after that, I got this guy called Andrew Zimmerman from Food Network who wants me to cook a lunch for him. So yeah. he came to my house here in San Francisco, and then he asked me, what's next? Yeah. So this was the beginning of food trucks, the trend of food trucks. Food, the food trucks. trucks didn't yeah. start. Yeah. And then, so I was like, I, so just because I'm from Mexico City and in Mexico City, we have like food carts every corner. Sure. I was fascinated by this, you know, as a way of social right. anthropological right. way. So I said, I'm going to have a little truck, a little cart that's going to sell a full menu of edible insects. Mm. So I told that in national television. So I was like, I had to do it. <laughs> Wow. So I was thinking it's still like Wait, I said. So I got I got to <laughs> underscore the the entrepreneurial the entrepreneurial principle here which is if you don't really want to do something just say it on national television <laughs> and then you have to do it. And then yeah. you have to do it. All right. Um but I was still thinking as a designer as an artist and then it was never as a as a as a as a business person and then I um couple blocks from my house is this place called La Cocina which is an incubator food incubator yeah so i went knocked the door and said this is what i want to do and they said okay write a business plan so i kind of fake it yeah because i don't know how to write a business plan back then yeah um and i wrote a i mean i'm a very decent i guess business plan they took me to the incubator 
um, which means they actually guide me to the basics of like, how, you know, all the permits and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, it wasn't easy. I had to talk to the health department. Um, and this know. was to do a food A, a food, food car. Yeah. 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 So for four years, that's what I did. I was selling food and every possible street food festival off the grid food markets in the city. I was doing pop-up dinners. In California? In San Francisco. In San Francisco. Just San Francisco. Yeah. I was doing pop-up dinners. I was hosting dinners. Yeah. I, you know, I was cooking every Monday at, at Tacolicious, at Mosto. Yeah. And this is in 2011. Yeah. Um, so that was four years. It was heavily about educating people mm. in the street. And the street was great because you could access all kinds of people, like young adults, right. rich, yeah. poor, every possible, you know. Um, so for four years, I pretty much educate people. I didn't make any money. Uh, <laughs> but you were, was this your full-time employment though? No, I'm always, I was, you know, I was still being an artist, a designer. So I, I, I was teaching, I'm teaching. At a, at a I, I was going to say, uh, so your day job was being a sculpt, a sculptor. Yeah. Uh, that's not a good way to pay the bills. No. Yeah. So <laughs> neither with this. Neither was this. Yeah. <laughs> neither with this. I started teaching like at the California College of the Arts. Yeah. They designed the department. Ah, like, teaching. Yeah, okay. teaching. Right. So right. I was teaching in the San Francisco Institute, SFA, San Francisco, um, what is it? At USF yeah. and CCA. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no. So after four years of doing this, I was pregnant and I cannot keep waking up. You know, most people don't know the food makers yeah. wake up at five in the morning and go to bed at midnight. Yeah. With a hundred dollars in their pocket. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I could not keep doing that. And then by then the brand Don Bugito was very more established and then people, you know, even I would get emails from Argentina, from Switzerland, from England, everywhere about like, you know, what I was doing. So that's when I came, I pivoted the business to become a snack package company. Yeah. So tell so us. So after yeah. four years of, you know, cooking in the street and actually competing with like fried chicken and yeah. <laughs> burgers and all this, I was using, you know, like premium ingredients. I was like, I introduced like, you know, um, organic blue corn masa. Yeah. All these other ingredients that people were not familiar with. Um, and I mean, they were prime ingredients, so I could not compete at the street right. food, you know. Um, so I give up the food car and then I pivot the business to be a snack package company. Obviously, it didn't happen from night to morning. Yeah. So thank And about how long ago was that? For Four like years? a year. Okay. So from 2013, 2014, it was a testing ground to see if the package product yeah. was going to, you know, so I, um, I've been very lucky. So I have all these channels where like the Quesa farmer's market where yeah. I can test there yeah. what works, what doesn't work. Got a lot of feedback from people like about this is my third package. Like yeah. y you will laugh. If you see the first packaging is like <laughs> these, are good look, these are good looking pouches. The first yeah. packaging yeah. literally was a piece of plastic with a handmade sticker yeah. and handwritten chocolate covered crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I sold out my first, I think I produced a hundred packages. So the yeah. first, the first item was the chocolate covered cricket. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, now the next one and the next one. And then, um, so it's all about, you know, it's been about testing the market. Now we are in 45 retail um, grocery specialty foods. Mm -hmm. um, we are very stable. We are, you know, growing very organically. Yeah. Uh, people, we allow in the market for, you know, people to know. We've been very lucky with press, with media. Yeah, so I want to, uh, I, I want to just 
circle back on something you said earlier, which is I want if you talk a little bit about the cricket and and uh, and what are we calling them? Bugito. The Bugito. The, yeah. the supply chain. So are you yeah. have you always been growing them, raising them yourselves? No. And are you doing that now? So talk a little bit about procuring supply. Yeah, yeah. so that's a big subject. So at the beginning, um, at the beginning, I was like sourcing whatever farmers I could source. I have some really good, you know, relationship that I have built yeah. over the past. But some Where of these farmers. There were farmers? Back then, at the beginning, there were no farmers. So yeah. I was working with farmers. They were farming this for chickens or fish. I see. So they yeah. were they were farming insects as food, as meal, or as, uh, as, 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 as so livestock or chicken food. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you eat farm chicken and yeah. farm fish, you eat an insect. Yeah. So actually, this is where the idea came from. Like, I want to remove out of the picture the chickens and the fish yeah. and go straight to the protein. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's uh, really interesting. Yeah. So, um, so I was working with some of these farmers. And then there was this farm. I don't want to say names. Yeah, but okay. That's fine. <laughs> you don't have to say names. Yeah. Uh, they opened in Canada. And we, yeah. we were excited. And then, but at the same time, we were like, I was quite questioning like wait a minute i cannot bring insects from canada that kills a sustainable aspect yeah, like, I see. yeah and then and then some of these farms were feeding actually the insects fish like fish meal so i was like ah. Ah, that's killing it the completely right there's nothing about sustainable in here and the insects were testing like fish yeah not and so then good. because yeah. we were a company they're using whole insects the taste of the insect is very important yeah. so anyway for seven years i struggle a lot um we're still working with one farm that we loved um, for our crickets, but we a year ago we opened our own farm operations uh, in Auckland. Oh wow! Yeah. Indoors, indoors. It, it, we call it outdoor. It's like a, uh, a greenhouse instead okay. of okay. warehouse. Yeah. Um, so we allowing the insects. We are taking a more holistic approach. Yeah. Um, we allowing the insects to follow the day cycle and you know become lethargic when it has and, to. And describe lethargic. for us how. I can imagine, yeah, describe to us what this looks like. I'm trying to imagine a cricket farm. <laughs> it is a lot of sound. Uh, <laughs> and also the mealworms make a little like... Do they really? You can hear the... Well, we, it's like beetles. So we yeah. had thousands of beetles like, you know, crawling. Oh, because the beetles make the make Yeah, the yeah. Eggs, and yeah. they climb in, you, yeah. know, you know, the little cardboard structures that we put them on. And then... Yeah, remind me not to come visit. Uh, this sounds <laughs> a little scary. <laughs> no, it's really beautiful, actually. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, and these guys, they live very nicely. We don't use any plastic in our farm. Uh, we treat it as food, so we use, uh, you know, mostly it's vertical. Yeah. Um, so we use these aluminum trays. Yeah. So, so Monica, we just have a we just have a minute, or really less than okay. a half a minute. So, so um, it's amazing. It's super exciting. So, just in thirty seconds, what what's next for you for you? <laughs> For next, we just moved to a great kitchen called Kitchen Town, which is a, a scale-up kitchen in San Mateo. We are working on developing new products. Yeah. More moving tiny bit from the snack, uh, more into wholesome like a meal, uh, based on edible insects. But yeah. also we expanding. We we want to expand on the pre pre-Columbian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. it's really awesome. So I'm going to just point our listeners one more time to the website. I assume they can order online. Yes. Yeah. So Don yeah. Bugido. Don. Bugito, D-O-N-B-U-G-I-T-O.com. Great name, by the way. Yeah, can I talk yeah, briefly? Yeah, So yeah, Don, 15 Don Bugito yeah. is like, you know, Don in Mexico is for like the name for yeah. like the big guy. Yeah. So I want to call, uh, give it a lot of credit to this little tiny guy. So it's Aww, like the big little Don guy. <laughs> All right, awesome. So thanks again, Mike. Sure, thank you. I'm 
Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. Launchpad is produced by Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, on Sirius XM Channel 111. The show airs live on Wednesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. You can find more episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.